Well, thank you for meeting me, Doug. You're welcome. <laughs> um, My so, former student. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, Doug used to be the principal over at Davis. Davis School. Yeah, Davis Elementary over there. That was a long time. I, I taught third grade there, too. So. How, how long has it been since you've been, um, you've been over there? Nine years ago, believe Nine it or not. Nine years ago, That's you when retired? I retired. Wow. So. Okay. Because uh, I think it's been almost 20 since I've been there. Uh -huh. <laughs> I remember you well, though. <laughs> yeah. You're, I was always that kid coming in from the bus, like coming in saying I missed the bus. <laughs> yeah. Or coming in, as I remember you were late a few times, too. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And believe it or not, Jared, you may not remember this, but I also had your mother in school. Did you That's really? That's how long ago I've been here. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny is uh, Jim Dunn, uh, my mom still talks about how that was her, uh, his first year she was there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it blows me away to think of, like, all these teachers who taught me, taught my parents. Right, I had her at uh, Newburgh. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, wow. Okay. Sixth grade. So, okay, so this kind of starts the important, the first question. So I always got three questions I like to ask people. So the first question is, is like, are you, like, are you from Grinnell? Are you a Grinnell native? Well, I might as well say I am, but I'm not. <laughs> I uh, grew up in Denver, Colorado. Okay. And uh, the reason I ended up in Grinnell was uh, I went to Cornell College, and frankly, I had a job in uh, Leadville, Colorado, all lined up, and uh, decided that I couldn't take my new bride to Leadville, which was at that time way up in the mountains. It still is up in the mountains, but it was snowed in, basically, oh, okay. several months of the year. And so she discovered that there was a job opening in Grinnell. So I came to Grinnell. So what did you go to school for? <laughs> Well, I was a sociology major at Cornell, Okay. and it was 1970, and I thought, uh-oh, what am I going to do now? So I went back, I, I had taught swimming lessons, and I decided, yeah, I could do that, I like that. So I uh, decided I'd become a teacher, and I went back to Colorado College and got an MAT. And, uh, okay, so um, so when you went to like when you ended up in Grinnell, uh, what were your first thoughts about the community? Like, what did you think of when you saw Grinnell? Well, the interesting thing is, I I had gone to school at, in Mount Vernon at Cornell, which is smaller than Grinnell, but uh, I had uh, my my first thought was that oh, I threw a temper fit at the corner of Eighth and Broad when we were looking at colleges when I was in high school. I thought, oh, I came back to where I threw this temper fit. But seriously, my, my wife and I only decided to stay, we were only gonna stay for three years because she was from Minneapolis, I was from Denver. We decided, oh, we need a bigger community. But we liked it, we enjoyed it here. You know? Yeah, I was so, gonna say, is there anything specific or like a moment that you remember that at least changed for you? Like that you were like, you know what, this is where I wanna stay? I think it was the people, they were friendly. And uh, at first I thought there isn't enough to do, but there really is. You just have to take advantage of what's here, you know. And, uh, so, uh, Did you have anything um, that you specifically really like to do that, that like you caught, like you said, you know, you have to take advantage, you have to find the things. What um, specifically did you find that you well, liked? Well, at that time, we, we did go to a lot of events over at the college, and uh, that's what I like to do. I like the college atmosphere, and uh, 
and I enjoyed the kids I was teaching. So there really wasn't anything that particularly sold me on it other than just the general atmosphere of Grinnell. Okay. And as Tom Latimer says, he got Grinnelled, I guess I did too. So uh, So where did you first start teaching? Bailey Park. Bailey. Jerry Hagen hired me and that's that's a whole other experience, that interview. I'm amazed I got the job because the Kyle Jones was the superintendent at that time and he said uh, he wasn't too interested in my teaching necessarily, but he had two basic questions. Do you drink, do you smoke, and where do you go to church? And uh, afterwards, and I say this lovingly because Jerry won't mind, after the interview, he took me around and said, uh, said I'll give you a little tour of the community. So we did, and we ended up at the country club. And he said, what would you like to drink? And I thought it was a big test. Now, if you know Jerry today, not that he drinks a lot, but it, it, it was not a test. It was just being friendly, you know. And so You're just so, being social. So that was the interview. And, I, and then he invited me to his house for dinner, which I thought was above and beyond. So uh, Nice. So, so what did you teach to start with? I taught uh, math. Thank you. Is this long? And, and science to sixth graders at Bailey Park. And, okay. Uh, and, and the interesting comment was, I was honest, I said, well, you've seen my transcripts, I'm not a math student. And, he, and Jerry Hagan's comment was, well, you can keep ahead of sixth graders, can't you? So uh, that was it. So, uh, <laughs> right. so how did you uh, progress to becoming the principal of Davis Elementary? Well, I went to Newburgh when the sixth grade uh, was moved out there. The, all the sixth graders went there for a while. And then um, we moved to the middle school and uh, after Maneuver closed. And I really didn't like the middle school atmosphere. Not, nothing against people who teach there, because they more power to them. But I, I like the elementary school atmosphere. So I, uh, I had gone to school in the meantime at the University of Iowa and gotten a master, of art, or a master in, in school administration. And so uh, I transferred to third grade at Davis at the suggestion of Marsha Bachman and uh, went down there. And uh, when Red Rickson retired, I became the principal. So, uh, okay. So um, what about becoming principal like appealed to you or, were, you know? I just thought, number one, I have a, I have a, uh, a rule that somebody needs to follow that I didn't. Don't ever become the principal in the building where you've taught because your friends are all of a sudden your, your employees. And that, that was uh, kind of a hard transition sometimes, but not, not totally. It was a great step. What I appealed to me is I, uh, I just thought I could do more to make change. And I'm not sure I was successful, but uh, change in education and I and frankly there was a little more money involved but that was secondary on the list so okay so um what have you so so you worked how many years were you the principal I knew you were going to ask that question and uh, and I think it was about 26 years 26 so, years yeah. Yeah. was that the longest uh, which did you do longer teaching or principal work 
it was probably about the same. Actually. About the same. So but, about but twice I as years been, of teaching. I know I, probably a little longer, principal, because I taught for like forty-six years. So. Uh, oh, okay. So. So, um, being the principal, did you ever have to like take the mantle of teaching? Um, oh yeah. Again? Yeah. Sometimes. It, toward the end, especially, it was harder to find substitute teachers. So uh, sometimes I'd have to fill in in the classroom. Sometimes, you know, and, uh, and it, that wasn't a bad gig, you know. Uh, so, uh, is there something that you liked uh, about? Um, was there like an advantage of being principal over being a teacher? Something that you enjoyed more? I, I, something that you enjoyed less? Well, what I enjoyed less was the. Uh, and as time went on, the paperwork involved in the, uh, being a principal, the, the accountability, which is a good thing, but I, the paperwork that went along with that, I didn't like, and people who know me know that I hate paperwork, so, uh, so uh, that was a problem. What I enjoyed the best was just getting to know all the kids rather than just the kids in my classroom. So, uh, okay. What, um, what are some defining moments that you can think of? Can you think of any defining moments of your teaching career um, that still stand out to you today? Well, unfortunately, two or th well, actually three of the defining moments were deaths of students um, uh, that actually went to Davis School at the time. There was a preschool student, a fourth grade student, and, uh, well, and two fourth grade students, and uh, that was very difficult. The, the big defining moment, and people would argue whether this is good or bad today, but uh, when we moved all the third and fourth graders to Davis, I think it helped. It, in, in some regards, it, was, it, it created another transition for students, which is not a good thing. But it also uh, helped um, break down some stereotypes in Grinnell. You grew up here. You know that there's a, there was a, maybe there still is, but it's lessened a stereotype between the north side and the south side. I mean, I'm going to be honest about that. but. Uh, yeah, so, I think uh, I, I think I remember something about that because I I actually went to Bla Bailey Park. Uh huh. Um, what's interesting is I went to Bailey Park and then the kid across the street from me went to Fairview. Yeah, so it was, I bet they did. It was an interesting divide. And there. we used to watch those divides real closely. I mean, yeah. uh, and the other thing that was I didn't initiate this. Glenn Bodensteiner did, but it's a huge. It was a huge thing. It, some people would view it as a small thing, but if you were a rural kid, you tell about, well, when Clem changed it, it, we used the rural kids to balance out the enrollments in the schools. So, for example, some of those students, they went to Bailey one year, Fairview another year, Davis another year. It didn't matter. We just, just shuffled them around. around. And that's not good. I yeah. Mean, you know, and, uh, so... Can you talk about that process a little bit? That was actually that was my year. Um, I was I was in the group of I went from third grade over at Bailey to fourth grade over at Davis. Uh -huh. um, but um, like, can you tell me the story? Like, how did that process start? How you know what was it like going through that a little well, bit? Well, it started. It was a in some regards it was a grueling experience. Um, it started because. 
we, we, we had the idea we were going to reorganize. The original plan was going to have to be to have a preschool uh, kindergarten building, a first and second grade building, and a third and fourth grade building. And there was a lot of community outcry about that. And, and I think rightfully a little bit because it would have made even more transitions. So we, we decided to just go with two buildings for first and second in kindergarten and then one at third and fourth. And the process was, well, we closed Davis, closed Davis for remodeling. And, uh, and so the, the year after we remodeled, we just init initiated the, uh, the, right, uh, the transition and there was a lot of uh, there were a lot of community meetings about that so that was you asked about a defining moment that year we were out at the high school uh, we sent our third and fourth graders out there to the portable buildings at the high school and everybody thought that the high school it was going to be terrible the kids would be picked on by high school students Dave Stokes who was principal at the high school at the time said they, they treated the third and fourth graders better than they treat their their peers, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so what about, um, okay, so that, yeah, that was definitely your principal time, uh, then there's your teacher time. Do you have, like, any advice for someone uh, if they're taking on that leadership role of uh, being a principal over being a teacher? Do you have any advice for new teachers? Uh, the biggest advice I have is don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to, uh, to uh, I, I guess discipline is, the, is probably a too strong a word, but you can't be their friend. Yeah. You, you have to uh, be friendly. Are you talking about, about students or teachers or both, like to, if you're the principal? No, I'm talking about students when you're okay. teaching. Yeah. Don't try to be their friend. Be friendly. Be nice. But uh, but it, but you're the you're the person in charge. Okay. And, uh, and the kids aren't, you know, and, the, and and so don't fall into that trap, you know. And I I hate that maxim that you hear sometimes about don't smile until October. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Smile, be nice, but uh, but yeah. But just be firm, you know. And, uh, okay. So, and as the principal, I have a funny story about when I first took over as the principal. As I said, I took over in the building where I used to teach, and all of a sudden these people became my the employees. And so I was going over on day one the rules, certain rules, and one of the rules was don't make more than 10 copies on the copy machine. If you have more than 10, send them downtown and have them run off down there. Well, I went through that rule and uh, I got openly laughed at in a nice way, but openly laughed at because as a teacher, I'd been the biggest uh, breaker of that rule that there was. And, uh, and I just looked at them and I thought, okay, what do I say? I said, well, some you're going to win, some you're going to lose. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So um, what was it like raising a family here in Grinnell? It was wonderful. I mean, I will say, um, uh, 
my kids, well, one still lives here, but my kids have fond memories of Grinnell. And I think being in Grinnell made it easier. Um, you, there were a lot of choices for things to do in school, you, and nobody, nobody uh, said if you were an athlete, you had to do this or whatever. And, uh, and we, we adopted our 10-year-old. She was then 10, now she's 26. And uh, because it's just a good place to raise kids. I mean, it just truly is. And, uh, and the, the, one we, the girl we adopted stayed. And uh, now has a business in Grinnell, and uh, and oh, she's, wow. she's enjoyed it. So uh, thanks. Do you want to do you want to do a plug for the business? Do you want to? Oh, I'll do a plug. For yeah, the yeah. Let's do a plug for the business. It's Kim's Laundromat. She grooms dogs down in the building next to Polly Ice Pizza. Oh, know, la and, uh, Laundromat. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. Laundromat. It's yeah. Laundromat. Cause she's yeah, it's dogs. a dog grooming. Uh, business and she does a wonderful job. She really does. Okay. She, that was her uh, training after high school. She went to Michigan and got trained in how to groom dogs. And people say that she does a terrific job. So uh, well, that's good. So, okay. Well, if anybody needs, if anybody needs dog grooming, there Kim's, you go. Kim's laundromat. Kim's laundromat. Um, you said by Polly Ice. Yeah. There's a little mall in there. Uh, uh, Dennis McKelvey has a law office in there, and some other okay. there's some other buildings. It used to be a hair salon, okay. and it's just across the alley as you're going west from uh, right. Eyes. Okay, so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So the last few questions I didn't get to ask you, still on the sort of the first topic, um, what have you been up to since retirement? It's been nine years. So what do you what well, do you do? I, I, one thing mostly. I would give some advice to people who are thinking about retirement is you need to learn how to say no. I didn't learn that. So I've been doing a lot of things, uh, not full time, but I've uh, been on the school board uh, actually three times, but one, one full term. And I filled a term for a lady that moved out of town. And I filled another term for a lady that moved because you can only, if you move out of your out of your district, zone, out or, of your district yeah. you can't be on the school board anymore. So I filled in for her, and I. Uh, one of the most rewarding things. It's it's kind of challenging sometimes, but I've been on the foster care review board, where we take children in, who are in foster care, and and we're appointed by a judge to make recommendations, not decisions, but just recommendations as to. The disposition for those kids. What are we? What? What? What are they going to do? Are they going to stay in foster care? Are they going to go home? Are they. They going to do that, and we meet months a month for that. I've been a castle worker, which is a court, court-appointed special advocate for kids in foster care. You're assigned a family, or or a child that's in foster care, and you, you act as their, or their kind of their advocate give a report back to a judge, so I've done that. I've been on the school foundation um, to help raise money for the schools, and I've tried very hard to pass bond issues, which haven't passed. Okay. <laughs> and I'll that... put a little plug in. September 11th is the next bond issue. So Right. Uh, okay, so that's let's talk about that a little bit, because that is, that is something pretty big. It's for the school, um, like you're wanting to work on. Right, right across the street from Westside where we are now 
that's where we want to put an elementary school. Okay. And people have the mistaken impression that we're going to, we want to tear down the other buildings. That's not necessarily the case. For example, Davis, we just celebrated 100 years of Davis School. It's, it's a wonderful building, and I love Davis. I taught there for years, but it's not conducive to what we would call quality education today in terms of space. Good teachers, but uh, we, need to, we need to do more with the space. So we hope that somebody will, if the bond issue passes, will develop that building into something else. So uh, Yeah, the, I mean, the last time that was updated, like you mentioned, that was almost 20 years ago, probably. It was, um, and, the, and the building itself was built in 1918. Yeah, and, well, uh, yeah, my grandma went there, so uh -huh. <laughs> it's been a long time. And not to criticize it, it's served its purpose, though. Yeah, you know, and, uh, so. it's, a, it's a beautiful building. I think about, like... Yeah, that's another issue someday, but I think I think I see, yeah. I, I wondered why people would want to turn down. Why don't we talk about, like, what is the, so what is the need to push for that? Like, why do people want to change um, schools? Like well, you said, it, it served its purpose, but, like, more specifically, well, what's number going on one, all the schools? We're not, Grinnell, while it's a wonderful place, it isn't big enough to support five, five school buildings anymore. We could put every every child into one building, elementary-wise, uh, K-6, and uh, and have a much more efficient operation that would lead to more more money to be spent for education rather than infrastructure things. You know? Okay, so that's a that's a big benefit and right. big plus is to be able to actually like give kids like be able to focus the money more on the kids rather than on the space they're in and in this day and age unfortunately our buildings are while we have locks on the doors and so forth they're still not very secure once you gain entrance to any building in Grinnell basically you can okay. walk anywhere I mean you know and and uh, so your goal would be to improve the um, well, like the safety as well. Yeah, improve okay. the safety, definitely improve the uh, educational space, uh, not necessarily to cut teachers, because we're going to need the teachers. Yeah, well that's okay. awesome. I mean that's something like, yeah. as someone who hasn't educated myself well enough on the topic, oh, it's, it's great to here hear. Here you go, our superintendent Janet Stutz leads wonderful community meetings, so uh, okay. be on the lookout for a community meeting about education. Okay. Know, so, uh, is she, are you thinking like she'll do that more often, or is she going to have well, one she specific did last meeting? Time. It's it's not one specific. It's okay. Kind of little neighborhood meetings, and maybe maybe some at the library and things okay. like that. We're we're still trying to gear up for the September 11th election. So. That's okay. That's a good. So, uh, that's a good thing, yeah. Yeah, and I've, yes, what else I've been doing? I, I spend a fair amount of time just reading and watching TV, much to the disgust of my wife. But uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have similar issues. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, and I have volunteered at Davis School. You volunteer. Still. Yeah, I saw you just there today while I was yeah. taking B-roll. Yeah, today, <laughs> like, as a matter of fact. Yeah. What do you do as, like for volunteer work over there? Like, What are some examples of the things Well, might... for years, I volunteered in Ellie Arsenal's third grade class, which was just a, 
a nice experience, you know, and, uh, and I helped her grade papers. I helped with some of the kids sometimes, you know, and things like that. Since she retired, I've been helping Mrs. Elliott a little bit and uh, just kind of um, mostly hang out and bug Jean. But, uh, <laughs> but I also, uh, for, for three years, I was an AmeriCorps uh, service provider. I helped, uh, it was a s small pay through AmeriCorps, but I helped uh, schools with school attendants uh, getting the chronic absentees to, to school. Okay. And, uh, um, so. so what about Rotary? Like, I know you're a Rotary member once a week. What, is, what does Rotary do? What is your guys' well, purpose? Number one, it's, a, it's just a great camaraderie, but our main purpose we do a lot for the community in terms of uh, scholarships at graduation time. Um, we run that chicken barbecue. We, through Schultz and Company, Frank Schultz has his uh, variety show every two years. We've given, a, given lots of money over the years to the schools and to the hospital. And, uh, and then we have various grants that people have written. You can write to the Rotary Foundation. If you raise a certain amount, we get matching money from the Rotary Foundation to uh, to match projects in the community. So, okay. for example, the Arns Park uh, playground project, we just gave $5,000 to that. Oh, so, nice. So. Okay. Uh, so the chicken barbecue, barbecue is coming up. Yeah, uh, June 7th, I believe it June is. June 7th, okay. I think, I think that's the date. And, uh, and I've got tickets, so so does every other Rotarian. Yeah. So, well, I uh, somehow I always land tickets every year. I don't I don't know how. Oh, I'll like, give you through some. my wife or through my. <laughs> I don't know how, but she always like scores tickets, and it's it's always like always really good chicken. It's good chicken, and we used to run it right outside where the Hotel Grinnell is now. Of course, we can't do that anymore, so we moved over to the Methodist Church, and you'll find okay. our our big barbecue grill set that Alan Latcham actually built to wow. uh, to grill all that chicken and we're gonna we do it at the Methodist Church outside so okay. and it and the smell permeates the entire community so <laughs> all right okay so the next big question um, and we've actually kind of touched on quite a bit of it but uh, what impact do you feel that you make on the community um, so what do you feel like is, is a big, like if, if someone were to remember you, um, what is it that you feel? I, that's a hard question. I know, but, it's such a I, difficult question. But I think, I hope they remember fondly their, their uh, days at Bailey Park and Newburgh and Davis when I taught them, taught them how to, how to live uh, responsibly. And one of the biggest joys for me is to see what my former students are doing now. I mean, you know, okay. and I've connected with a lot of them. People criticize Facebook, but I enjoy Facebook because it's a good way to, to connect with former friends and students. I mean, uh, and I enjoy seeing what they're doing. I don't always respond, and sometimes I throw a little political uh, thing out there that maybe I shouldn't that irritates some of them, but for the most part, uh, I enjoy just keeping up with them and seeing what they're doing. You know, okay. So, uh, so, is there anything else that like uh, 
So you say like you hope like education wise, right? Um, is there anything else you hope people will, will like remember? Like they still remember fondly of you. Um, I, I hope I'm since being involved with Big Brother Big Sister, which I failed to mention in retirement. I I hope they remember at least the ones I've worked with through that will remember that fondly. I mean, okay. I've, I've had uh, two little brothers over the years. One one is still current. The other one moved away and is graduating this year, I understand. So uh, that's so, cool. Yeah. All right. And then um, I guess we move on to the most important question, the biggest question, um, the one that I think connects all of us. Um, and it can kind of connect back to the point of like, you know, when you first came here uh, to today. But what is it that you love about Grinnell? I just love the people. I mean, I really do, and I love being here. I, I love being a West Side family down in, because I, I come out here and I see people all the time that I know, and in uh, other restaurants too. But uh, and I, I just enjoy the community so much, you know. And when I when I go somewhere on a trip, I like to come back to Grinnell. I mean, uh, it's just a nice community, you know. So, uh, talking about everyone wouldn't, tr wouldn't trade it for anything, you know. Okay. And, uh, so, uh, 